0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of the Considering the World Cup podcast with myself, Dash Tischler, alongside me, Holden Willemsen, and Bjorn schaefer Reshirt. Obviously, we've had, the, we've had the end of a very interesting group stage at this World Cup. Some people have called it the best ever. Certainly, it's been a very chaotic one, maybe the most chaotic ever. And we also have had a couple of Round of 16 games to talk about and some more, which we'll preview for you on this episode. And just going through the groups, starting with Group A, this was the group of the host Qatar, also an interesting Dutch side, an interesting Senegalese side, and an interesting Ecuadorian side where no one's quite sure how this would shake out. And Holden, how would you summarize this group?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was much closer fr- from a Netherlands perspective than, than you would have expected going in, you know? Uh, I saw a lot of people going in saying, oh, yeah, nine points easily. Right. I, I was even one of those people, I think, to some extent. I didn't think it would be so easy, but I didn't think it would be as difficult as it ended up actually being. Um, and and I see, yeah, Netherlands came first. Senegal came second, which really surprised me, actually. I, I, I had thought Ecuador were fantastic throughout uh, the entire tournament until the final game. And then um, Senegal. Yeah, I mean, Senegal, they, they were good. I, I was very surprised at how dynamic their attack still was, even without uh, the amazing player that is Sadio Mane. Um, so, yeah. It, it, it And then, obviously, Qatar finished where where you would expect Qatar to finish. No offense to Qatar, of course, but Let's let's be quite honest with ourselves. So you have the African champions, uh, a team that was on a fifteen-game unbeaten run going in, and uh, one of the best teams defensively in South America. You get you get in a group with those three teams as as Qatar. You're not getting through. No offense, of course. Um, but but yeah, and uh, so so what were what were your thoughts on this group, uh, Bjorn?
2: Um, I mean, yeah, it basically came down to the last match and even I thought Ecuador, like you said, would go through, given that in the first two games, I think they were the second strongest team after Netherlands, or arguably against Netherlands, actually pretty equal. But I was really impressed with uh, Senegal and how they went about their game. I think it was also great by Cisse, the coach, and I think players like Gay or even their forward bull idea or a lot of players that you, know, you don't expect just to suddenly – played great games but I think they really came together as a team well and that's ultimately what got them through um yeah in the Netherlands I mean it was still pretty dominant showing and one that we expected but of course you're a bit concerned I mean they don't play great and as we also kind of saw in the round of 16 today they don't play great but they're efficient they get the job done when it's needed and that's what ultimately deserved them to go through uh as first and yeah Qatar I mean I think they gave themselves a decent fight, especially in the second game. But, uh, yeah, I don't think we expected much for them, uh, especially given that I don't think they had a single player playing in Europe. Most of them, you know, probably don't even play really really competitive matches all year round. Um, So, for them, I think they also got a goal or two. How many goals did they score? One?
1: They scored Uh, one, yeah.
2: Yeah, so they got that goal. Um, And
1: conceded think, well, seven. Well,
2: and they conceded seven. Um, so I think as a tournament for them, you know, they can bow out, but nothing special. So I think this group, in a way, turned out how it expected with, well, obviously Senegal-Ecuador fighting for that second place, and Senegal ultimately deserving it.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Dash... Uh, I think I think you were the one who, uh, the only one out of us who yeah. predicted it correctly, uh, yeah. going in.
0: I uh, did. I did. have going kind of go advancing. Um, just looking at their squad in the end, compared with Ecuador's, admittedly it wasn't the deepest, but I still believe in their ability to go through. And thankfully they proved me right. But entering the third match day, I mean, I I would have predicted that. Entering the third match day, I would have predicted that on current form, Ecuador would have been the better side. Like I admit that I think it was a disappointment for Ecuador. I think this will taste bitter for them. Um, they had their chances and arguably could have gone through, but they squandered the opportunity. Senegal, I think maybe they'd feel like they could have done better against the Dutch, but for them, ultimately, passage through the round of 16 was the goal. So I think it's satisfactory for them. The Dutch, I think, haven't really been convincing, but none of the major teams have. Um, so they, they don't look as weak as they would have, if not for some of the other shock results around the group. And for Qatar, this wasn't the worst-case scenario. Like, this was better than their friendly loss to the Croatian locals in the 3-0 game that they played before the World Cup, but it was also not nearly as good as the Asian Cup championship run. And I think it's a disappointment because in a tournament where we saw so many teams which were unfancied pull off shock results, Qatar, who were the of team, who had the home field advantage, they had talented players, you would have thought they would have been one of those teams who could pull off a shock somewhere, but they didn't do it. And they honestly got, I mean... I think it's disappointing for them because now they're going to be they're being remembered by a lot of people as the worst host nation ever at a World Cup, which is unfortunate because they weren't atrocious, but they weren't good enough. So I think that's that's really the wrap on this group, which did not really have a standout team, but had some interesting storylines nonetheless.
1: Absolutely, and then uh, moving on, uh, since uh, you know first and second play against second and first. And Group B, naturally, we'll move on to Group B. Um, Yeah. Dash, uh, what were your thoughts on Group B in general?
0: I mean, it was going into the tournament. I'm glad to say that once again, I got this prediction right. I said that the U.S. is going to advance in second. I also think that a lot of the fears about them coming in especially given Saudi Arabia and Japan's performances, those friendly results don't look so bad now. Um, In the end, England were better than I think most people expected. The 6-2 win against Iran looks better over time. Like, at the start, i looked like, well, maybe Iran were worse than expected. No, I think Iran were about what I expected at least. Um, And so I think that's a great result for England. The no-no with the U.S. was disappointing, but this was also a better American side than most people realized. And Wales were honestly a little bit disappointing. I didn't expect them to go through. But I did expect them to put up a better fight. The fact that they just never really, like, even in the U.S. game, they didn't necessarily deserve a draw. And I think that that was just really disappointing because they, they will certainly feel like they could have done better. For Iran, I think it's better as well. They'll certainly feel like they could have tied the U.S. I mean, that game was close. Iran had their chances, but just couldn't take them. And in the end, the U.S. scored a scrappy goal. So disappointing, ultimately, I think, for an Iran side, who could have felt like they could have gone through. For the U.S., they'll take it. Um, the England result was massive. I think that's one of the best U.S. results in their history, given just how good that England team is. And even in the Wales game, they would have felt hard done by not to win. In the Iran game, they showed good grit to pick up a win in a situation where it could have easily gone wrong for them. So I think in the end, this was a great group stage for the U.S., a good group stage for England, a bitter group stage of positives for Iran, and just a downright bitter one for Wales. But as we see... This group stage certainly was one with its own exciting storylines, with the turmoil on that last match day between whether it would be the U.S. or Iran to go through, or perhaps even Wales. The Wales never really threatened, and England's England's performances suggested that they are a bona fide contender now. But what were you guys' takes on this group?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was, um, I I had slightly underestimated England. I thought that. Uh, i had read maybe too much uh, into the Nations League stuff, uh, but I I do feel that they were still somewhat disappointing. I felt like obviously they they got it through in like crucial moments, but that U.S. game is like a really bad sign um, because it really showed that against a team that really puts up a fight that they lack creativity um and and i think phil foden would be the perfect uh, antidote to that but obviously gareth southgate does not agree with me on that so yeah um yeah the us i think played fantastic other than that second 45 minutes against the whales right i think that the u.s could have easily i, I feel like the u.s could even feel slightly hard done uh, hard done by uh, with the England game because I mean most of the big big chances that I can think of were for the U.S. You know you had the Pulisic hitting the crossbar, McKinney, um just leaning back a bit too much and going over, right? So I mean yeah there are, uh, there are moments where I mean, the U.S. definitely could have finished first in this group, and it wouldn't have been like, oh, they didn't deserve it, right? Um, so, so yeah. Uh, and then Iran, after the first game, I wrote them off a bit. But um, it, was, it was also partially because, you know, England were just flat-out clinical in that game. Um, but, yeah, I think that Iran in the Wales game really showed their determination um and their passion and I, and I think uh that was that was fantastic from them uh Wales I mean other than that second half against the US really 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 poor um Gareth Bale unfortunately they can't rely on him anymore he's getting into his 30s Aaron Ramsey getting up there in age um I, I I like Kiefer more, but I feel like he's not enough to really bring Wales forward. So, it's not looking too bright for Wales, you know. Uh, I, I think Hennessy was okay, not particularly fantastic or bad. Um, but Danny Ward was, well, the same way he's been in, the, or he started his prim... Year, uh, which is horrible. Uh, uh, I know that's a bit harsh because since since that start, he's actually not been that bad in the prem. But I mean, yeah, in the World Cup, he wasn't great. And then, yeah, I mean, uh, U.S. and England going through made sense from the beginning. I, I think Iran going through could have also made sense. And, but I, I, I what I had also noticed with Iran was going into that game against the U.S., it already seemed like they had a bit of an inferiority complex. Like, oh, well, um, well, not an inferiority complex, but definitely, like, they were a bit worried, right? Like, um, trying to get the U.S. kicked out of the World Cup Over siding with some protesters, right? I I think that's uh, over or over uh, a social media intern mistake, right? That's ridiculous, right? But honestly, it's not my place to judge in fairness. Uh, But yeah, that was that was an interesting situation. And then, yeah, I mean, England, I, I don't know how I feel about Southgate, honestly. I know the fans don't really like him, but I think sometimes you have to be pragmatic to win, um, and especially in tournaments. So ultimately, we'll see how that ends up. Uh, but, but yeah.
2: Yeah, certainly. I mean, I even hear people, some people say uh, Southgate wouldn't even have a job in the top half of the Premier League, which honestly I can see. Uh, the way he kind of plays with those players, you know, it's something you maybe you saw one away Burnley played, I don't know, the com- Premier League a couple of years back, but it's, it's very unattractive, especially against USA. I think against weaker teams where they're clearly infer- uh, superior in talent, they showed it, like against Wales and Iran, they took advantage. Um, but against the USA, I mean, I think just a recurring theme. If you see now England play against Senegal, I could expect a similar game, honestly, uh, or if they played another top team. So I think that's a problem. That's honestly what prohibits England from really winning a tournament. Is I think their manager and that play style, because they have the players and talent to you know play great attacking soccer like teams like Brazil or France, but they just don't do it when it comes to a really tough opponent. And I think they could certainly do uh, so much better than they actually are. But overall, I mean, they still show their class, honestly, down to the players. I think deserved winners and USA, like I said who honestly could have tied Iran or not won. I mean, Iran had their chances, but realistically, I think talent showed at the end. So, yeah, pretty straightforward, I would say, of who went through in this group.
0: I mean, you guys have mentioned that Southgate certainly hasn't always done the greatest job, but I think, like, as we're talking about England not playing well, in context of all the upsets that have happened, I mean... England playing the U.S. is, I would say, a more even matchup than Argentina-Saudi Arabia or Brazil-Cameroon or even France versus Tunisia.
2: And yet... But you have to take into consideration uh, the games of Brazil and France. I don't think they really cared on winning.
0: Maybe not, but at the same time, even Brazil's B team versus Cameroon, the talent matchup is more uneven, I would say, than England versus U.S. And given that, I feel like... England did fairly well though. I mean, certainly they were outplayed, but I feel like that result's not nearly as alarming as some of the other ones that we've seen happen to other teams, or even Saudi Arabia, Argentina, where the Saudis and Argentines were not playing in a third match day game. They were playing in a first match day game. Or even Denmark going out. Like I feel like England haven't been rocked the same way that some of these other teams have been. Germany, for example, is another one. Or Spain against Japan.
2: Yeah, but like I think those top teams, like I think France, like just the motivation wasn't there. If France needed to win that game and they would have played with the team they played, they would have easily won that 3-0. But they just didn't really have the motivation, I think. But England, in the case of USA, really still had something to play for. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Germany, Spain's a different story, but um maybe just shows they're not that good as people think they are. Uh, but yeah. yeah, of course, I mean they're still definitely one of the favorites, England, of course.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hear, I hear what you guys are saying. I do think it's a warning sign, but I also feel like it's not nearly as alarming as some of the other results that we've seen and which we're going to get to. And I mean, obviously, one of the groups that were, were shocks, as I mentioned, was Group C. And Bjorn, what was your take
2: on this Group C? Uh, after Saudi Arabia actually beat Argentina, I thought uh, Argentina would be in trouble. But ultimately, I think Saudi Arabia showed their limitations in the last two games. It's been unfortunate. I think they if they would have had some moments against Poland, they could have then gone through, actually, if they would have got a point or two or three. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm honestly not really impressed with any of Poland, Mexico, or Saudi Arabia. I mean, I think any of those teams could have gone through. I think Poland played as poor as Mexico did against Argentina, maybe even worse, but they're through, uh, based on goal difference. I think Mexico put a good fight in last game. Yeah, so... I think Poland kind of got through because, you know, they have those one or two good moments from Lewandowski or you have players up there like Milik or, um, what's the name? Zelinski, you know. But other than that, I'm not really impressed uh, by Poland. But, yeah, how did you see it? Do you think Argentina now winning those next two games? And Austria? yeah, we now know they won the round of 16. Do you see Argentina now fully focused and... Now is a favorite to win?
0: No. I said pre-tournament. They were my favorites, and I recant that decision at this point in time. I don't think they're the favorites anymore. Um, like I said in the in our previous video, I thought that Saudi Arabia made a masterclass tactically against them, and I thought that the Saudis had good tactical ability, but Argentina was not convincing against Australia either, and that was a game that could have gone horribly wrong. I think this is a wide-open tournament. If Argentina wins, it won't surprise me. But at the same time, like, I can't call them the favorites anymore. I think their midfield is too weak. I don't think they're getting enough out of DePaul. I'm not sure why they're not playing Lautaro Martinez. I get it. His finishing's been poor, but he's still very dangerous. Um, I just don't see, like, even when you look at their squad and you compare them to, say, a France or an England, France and England have more talent. And now that we know that they're actually playing closer to their potential, I think they're better sides. I think for this group, I honestly thought this was one of the most disappointing groups of the whole tournament. Um, the Saudi Arabia, Argentina, game had it look like it would be a classic, but in the end it was quite dull, I think. Um, Saudi Arabia, from what I heard, could have taken the win against Poland, but didn't. And I think they'll feel really disappointed not to have gone through. This was a golden opportunity for them. And honestly, they totally were capable of going through against these other teams. So I think for the Saudis, this is massively disappointing. For Mexico, it's a disappointment given their history, but they just... From, I, admittedly, I didn't watch every game in this group, but I don't think they were that good of a team. I just think they were poor. I think Poland was poor. I think the Saudis did weaker than they could have. I think Poland really underperformed. I just think that once again, Lewandowski did not step up when he needed to. He's lucky to be in the round of 16. Hopefully he catches fire now. I think he's a wonderful player and deserves his World Cup moment, but it has not come. I think Zelensky needs to step up. He's a great player for club. Time to show what he can do for country and really turn himself from being a reg- from being a regional star in Serie A into a global star that he can be. But I just think Poland were poor. And I think that Argentina is still shaky. So every team in this group had problems. I think Saudi Arabia will wish they'd gone through, and they really could have. I think Poland will feel like they need to do much better and should do much better. Because even though they've advanced, I don't think they threaten anyone at this moment. And for Mexico, it's disappointing. And for Argentina, they're almost certainly afraid of how shaky they've been.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Argentina did play lineup they played today for example I think you see with Alvarez McAllister that's honestly their best lineup in terms of how they play and it just shows that they still have so many players on the bench like you know they didn't even bring in Di I don't think I mean you have Di Marie on the bench Martinez both Martinez Lautaro and Lissandro so I think that really shows their depth I mean yeah Lewandowski in a way did show up I mean he scored the second goal but uh yeah, the last game, I mean, against, let's say, a really top opponent. Yeah, you did. Uh, so I think that's a bit of a cause for concern, especially if you're playing France. Um, but let's we'll see how it goes. I mean, Upa Mikano, who I assume will play, knows Lewandowski very well. So, And Upa Mikano has a great history of defending against players who he knows and really kind of limit them. So I don't know. I think it will be tough for him. So let's see.
1: Yeah, I think that... Um... I mean what I what I had originally predicted not originally uh, in after the first match day what I had predicted for Argentina ended up happening but I think that even in those games they were way too shaky right I don't think they properly bounced back from that loss to Saudi Arabia and I think that there's still a bit of nerve within that squad. I think that still Julian Alvarez, he's been fantastic. Messi, of course, amazing, world class, greatest ever in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, it's it uh, Argentina just have enough star power to where they were gonna overpower Poland and Mexico, right? Poland, uh, I expected them to be a bit better. I think against Saudi Arabia they were kind of until uh, after the penalty save from Chesney, they were shaky, right? Uh, and yeah, I mean it's it's tough. Um, Chesney has really kept them in a lot of games, and I yeah. mean fantastic yeah. yeah such a good player really amazing um and hopefully that suspension he was talking about doesn't actually happen uh, after his comments with messi about uh oh yeah 100 bucks uh, that it's not a penalty and then uh, it ended up being a penalty um but uh <laughs> yeah yeah poland's uh, they they seemed a bit uh, a bit dull at times, but I mean like still if they play the way they did after the penalty in the Saudi Arabian game um if, against France I think they could be okay right I I don't think they'll win but they'll at least be competitive uh so yeah I mean like they were they were good um i don't think they were great uh and then mexico i knew they weren't gonna go through but this this was even too toothless for like not going through like this was for mexico standards utterly embarrassing it was really really bad in attack they didn't score a goal until the final match day against saudi arabia uh, and, yeah, I mean, Henry Martin wasn't great until that last game. The offside trap ultimately is what, from Saudi Arabia, is what kept them out of the knockout stages, which, of course, it was. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they're they have some talent. Like, it's not even like they're on paper that bad of a team. I don't think on paper they would get through to the next round from this group, but they're still they still underperformed, uh, in my opinion, even if we're looking on paper. And so I think it was a good decision from uh, the, the Mexican FA to basically say, and and also from Tata Martino, in my opinion, to say, listen enough is enough right it's time to uh terminate this contract and uh, we need to move on right um tata martino fantastic in some of his other jobs i'd say Uh, but i think that it's really been a step back for mexican soccer and that um, it, it's going to take a while for them to, uh, to really catch back up with the rest of the world after, uh, after such a disappointing World Cup. Uh, and then Saudi Arabia, listen, I had negative expectations for the scene going into the World Cup. I thought they wouldn't even put up a fight, but they were fantastic. For the obviously for their standards, but against Argentina, a phenomenal the offside strap or offside trap worked to perfection, right? Against Poland, they could have escaped with a point, but honestly, they can still uh, hold their head up high and say, We put up, we we challenged Poland. as much as we really could Um, and maybe a lack of experience cost us there. Right. And then obviously against Mexico, that was the one performance where I was sort of like, okay, this is just like, this is, this is one they'll definitely look back on. Right. And they, they were good in, in periods of time against Mexico but yeah, I mean, ultimately, last minute they scored, uh, they scored the goal that really put the dagger in, in Mexico's uh, uh, hopes. But, yeah, it's I, I'm I think the Saudi Arabian fans players staff can really be happy with how they played. But obviously, they still need to have that hunger, you know, for the next World Cup, of course. say so, uh, Internalize whatever frustrations you have as, as Saudi Arabia, and you, you use it for the next World Cup. And uh, I, I think that uh, if they keep this manager, which, I mean, in fairness is unlikely, uh, they could be, uh, I don't want to say a knockout round team, but definitely challenge even more for the knockout rounds than they are right now which i mean 5 years ago you say saudi arabia are challenging for a world cup knockout round uh, someone would send you to a mental hospital right it's uh it would be ridiculous to say but it's they've done a fantastic job and it's uh yeah it's great from them and then moving on to uh Group D, uh, just just to make sure everyone everyone yeah. talked in that right. I I'll edit yeah. this this little t- tidbit out. Um, okay, good. Um, uh, Group D, yeah, that was that one. Uh, I got a bit embarrassed on uh, France, Australia, Tunisia, Denmark. Yeah, I had Denmark making a bit of a run, but uh yeah. yeah, they they really underperformed, no? Yeah,
0: that was that was probably the most shocking implosion of this tournament, simply because they've been so consistent. Like Germany, at least had had some bad Nations League results, to suggest that maybe not all as well. And like, I mean, there was you you could have claimed that you could see that coming because of Japan as well, but like. Denmark, I'm just stunned. I the talent obviously wasn't the greatest, but how? I just they were so good in the Nations League and they were good in the Euro, and you would have thought it would have all worked for them, and they wasted a great chance to be to really make a deep run.
1: Absolutely, um, yeah. I mean, it just felt same as Mexico, a bit toothless up top. Um, they 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 only scored what one goal. In the entire tournament, right? Uh, I get, I get that they only conceded three, but conceding three goals in three games and only scoring one, what you're looking at a draw, right? That's not good enough. Um. Uh, or, or. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. A draw, basically. So yeah, it's not good enough. Uh. From Denmark, ultimately, I knew Tunisia would beat France. But I thought that Australia would come forth and oh my goodness I I am almost speechless from how Australia managed to do it. And ultimately, you know, if they if they didn't let their chins down in in that in France game after conceding, you know, the the, the goal that would put them behind. They could have actually like won this group, which is crazy to think about, right? Um, but but yeah, I mean France obviously, I underestimated them quite a bit. I thought that they would succumb to the World Cup curse again, as many teams have in the past. What were what were your thoughts uh, on on this France team? Um.
2: I think before the Tunisia game, I would have said they honestly played the best out of all teams. That's my personal uh opinion. But yeah, it's hard to tell. I mean, I think in the Tunisia game they like playing Kamavinga left back or I don't know. It's some weird formation I saw. But uh it's a bit strange. But even then I think with the if let's say the motivation would have been, yeah, we really need to win this game and that lineup they still put out, they would have won. But uh I think it was about like, you know, we don't really have much to play for. We can kind of give it a rest, not get much motivation, kind of force them not to take it as serious. But I, th- I still think they're in a really good shape. And I could see them really beating Poland strongly tomorrow. Um, and then Denmark, of course. I mean, I don't know. I think we all had them as the dark horse and they bitterly disappointed. Um yeah, I don't really know how to describe it. I mean, they played very diligent in the last tournament and had good moments. Um, but, yeah, uh, Australia, even today, how they played. I mean, they're, not, they're nothing special, but they really fight and they use what they have. I mean, I think players like Aaron Boy in the middle. Uh, Suter Leckie at the Paul. back. Souter, yeah. I mean, guys played one match in the championship, but he's in the defense. Yeah. Um, you know, and almost even had something. I, I I, think it just shows that this World Cup or in the World Cups in general, anything's possible, no matter where your teams play or your players play, no matter where they're from. If you get a good group of guys together, a good coach together, I think anything's, anything's possible. So credit to Australia. I think they really had a good run.
1: And yeah. as, for, as for Tunisia, I mean, like they, they were okay. Nothing special. I think, the only game where they were particularly bad was actually I can't even really say there was a game where they were particularly bad you know they against against Australia of course it was it was a result that shocked them but um they 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 weren't horrible Australia were just clinical you know they were decent um so yeah, I mean I, I thought that originally Tunisia would have that uh that sort of fight in them, you know, Hannibal Meshbury and, and all those guys. Um but um it seems like in retrospect Australia just had that that extra fight in them, which uh yeah, it's fun. It's uh it's great to see a team like that succeed,
0: you know. Um, okay. the, I'll say like I did not I did not get the chance to watch Tunisia play, unfortunately, at this World Cup. Um I don't know. I think that I think they'll feel like they could have beaten Australia. Australia's squad, funnily enough, is probably the weakest that they've had yeah. at these last three World Cups in terms of like the high-end talent. Even like players like Aaron Moy and Matthew Lecky were arguably at better stages of their careers in 2018. But in the end, I mean it'll be bitter for Tunisia, but they got some good results. They were competitive. I think, I think also like just looking at this group, the story, this is really how upside down everything was here. I think coming in the narrative was that there might be an implosion. If there was going to be one, it would be most likely to come from France since they've imploded in the past or in poor nations league form. And yet they like England showed that they still had what it took. And of course they were losing players to injury, but they still got good results. I think they've now shown that they are, yes, they are contenders again. They're not a. Are they contenders? Are they not contenders? They're contenders now. I think for Australia, like you guys mentioned, it's a great story. Like, there's, I'm stunned that they made it this far. When I watched them play France, in that game, and I didn't see every second of that game, but like at the same time, from what I saw, Australia looked like a team who were dangerous when they had the ball, but they couldn't retain the ball. But they still found a way through this group, and I think that's a great result for them. And as disappointing as this group was for Denmark, and as bitter as it will have been for Tunisia. Australia can take a lot of pride. It was really impressive that they got out of this group and made it to the round of 16 when just a few months ago, I don't think they were anybody's favorite. Well, I mean, some people would predict them to win, but I don't think you could have said that they were even favorites to make it to the World Cup when they had to play Peru in the playoff. There are people who would have even said that maybe they would have been knocked out by the UAE in the Asian playoff first. So for this team to make it this far is a massive turnaround, and I think it's a great result for them. And even in the round of 16, as we'll talk about later, they gave Argentina a fight. So I think this was positive for France. The Tunisia loss is a bit disappointing, but they've shown their contenders now. For Australia, this World Cup was great, and I think it exceeded almost everyone's expectations. And for Tunisia, they were decent. They might feel like they could have gotten more, but they had a decent run. And for Denmark, this is just a brutal missed opportunity for a team which I really thought had the goods to go deep and maybe even make a finals appearance.
1: Yeah. And so uh, that'll be the end of our first part of uh, of this uh, review of the group stages. Uh, so please tune in to the next episode if you want to hear more. And make sure to follow uh, considering the World Cup on all of our socials. Um, on Twitter, it's considering WC, and on Instagram, it's considering the World Cup Insta. Um, it's been a pleasure. And uh, we'll see you in the next part of this episode. Uh, See you next time.